You went to Massachusetts and it took the same amount of time to drive? Yes, because of racism. No, it's it's it was about the same amount of time because of all of the times that they stopped and oh, made know, sure stopped, all the black stopped. folks went to the back of the train. Like stopping in like DC and all that other shit. Like Does the cellar go all the way to Richmond Scar? Have you been on the cellar train? No. That's like the fastest train we got in this country. It it goes from DC. I know it goes as south as DC, but I don't know if it goes any southern more southern than that. But from DC to New York. It's the fastest yeah, train we got. I don't think I've been on any other trains except for that that time going there and back. And I did and I did the overnight train at that. Because it was cheaper. The, the one with the bed? Mm-mm. My friend growing up, mom used to work for Amtrak, so they got to fly for free. And they took me to Disney World with them one time, but then they said they were going to train. And I was a kid, so I had no concept of train time versus plane time. And we took a train from Baltimore to Orlando. It took like two and a half days. But because she worked for Amtrak, they had sleeper cars. So it was like a whole fucking hotel room on the train. It was wild. I've seen them before. Yeah, we had the sleeper cars on the train. It's just the sleeper cars were made for people who were, how do I put this? Five foot three. (laughs) And like 120 pounds maximum. They had them prison bunk bed type uh, beds inside of them prison or train cars. It ain't comfortable. I mean, what you call a train I call the train version of Con Air. I feel so like we just wild. being in Europe. They got like nice ass fucking trains. Yeah, because cars. they they got a <laughs> bullet train that goes across the entirety of Europe. I want to get on a bullet train. They said a bullet train would get me from Sacramento to L.A. in like an hour and twenty minutes. Yeah, I fuck with that. I would do that in a millisecond. That's a that's an hour and twenty minutes is a quickie and a nap, and I'm in another city ready to watch Kendrick Lamar get down at the uh, Staples Center. Yeah, blame the auto lobby. That's why we don't have fast trains. I blame the auto lobby for a lot. I blame them for the fact that I didn't get a fucking electric car when I could have. I want an electric minivan. I've decided now that I got all these kids again. With basketball, I'm thinking I might fuck around and get a minivan again. <laughs> because even if I'm not doing basketball stuff, I can still put my catering stuff into a minivan and be able to get where I need to get to. You might as well at least get a ba- get a pickup truck at least. Come on. You're in Texas. I don't think you know. I don't fuck with pickup trucks. Pickup trucks are lit. They everywhere. You know what? Pickup trucks stopped being lit. When they told us, you know, it's illegal for y'all to be sitting in the back of that truck, right? <laughs> that was the only thing I liked about pickup trucks was sitting in the back of the truck bed. Like, and my grandpa, I thought about this a few days ago and I was blissfully unaware of how dangerous this shit was. We'd sit in the back of the pickup truck and that nigga would take us on the freeway and be going like 85 on the freeway through Tacoma into Seattle like he didn't give a fuck. And we we're just like, Wee! we get to the Air Force base or the, the the Army base nearby. And we just waved to people from the back of the truck and didn't yeah, know. Back then, the pickup trucks didn't have back seats. 
You hit so one you bump. Had to, you had to sit in the back. And <laughs> you it had the three seats in the front. Mm-hmm. Where you can sit in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like, Whole thing smell like chewing tobacco. But now they got back seats. And now you can get on that, um, get that Ford electric F-150. Should get like 300 miles per charge. And it could, and it has like, uh, it's a generator. So if it's fully charged and you like lose power, it can charge your house for three days. But see, that's the problem. It gets 300 miles per charge. LA is like 700 miles. How much do your yeah. Tesla get? My Tesla gets like three. It gets, uh, it gets close. It gets about 300. But- see, I feel like with the fucking electric battery, it should be like much more like you should be able to get like 800 miles to a charge and shit. Yeah, but these cars go fast. Like and faster than regular cars, most of them. And charging a car is not that bad. Like you go to a supercharger, it probably takes twenty five minutes to go from zero to full on a Tesla at a supercharger. So you know, if you got a long trip, you stop for twenty five minutes, grab some food, you come back, your car's fully charged, get back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I need a Tesla. I've decided, Scar. Um, what we're going to do is all the money from Patreon, which right now is literally like 40 bucks. We need to get more so than I can start saving for a Tesla. Scar, you're muted. You got like 40 bucks. I ain't got nowhere near that. Do you have a Patreon? Yes, I do. How much you got? You know, we could, you know, y'all could make more money on Patreon if we got one of those things where it puts us in like boxes, like some type of visual thing and then put it on and then went on YouTube and just recorded on YouTube but it you can't you mean like zoom like, <laughs> no but it can't look like zoom because then it looks like zoom you got to get one of those you know where you put the name of the show at the oh you mean like twitch them. like the shit that scar did on a uh, scar chasm yeah you gotta get if yeah, you get I mean, that it's I mean you can do that on either what you do is you just basically take you you draw a box around the window where where we are, and then you insert that into an overlay. That's that sounds like a hard work. That sounds not, hard. No, shit. it's not actually. It's 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 really not that hard. But I'm I'm just not the type of person that really wants to learn that shit. So Chase figured <laughs> it all out, man. Good on Chase. Yeah, if you do that, and then you start putting the right hashtags, like I mean, there's I mean, you'll find at least you know a few hundred listeners on YouTube, and some of them will give us some money. I'll think about it. Somebody gave me $500 one time on the Why So Serious podcast. Shit. I didn't get any of it. I just gave it all to charity. Matter of fact, while I'm talking about shit that I didn't get from you, you still didn't post up those other episodes back onto the feed. So... Oh, yeah. I've been lazy. I didn't even post... I did post our episode, but I didn't even, like, share it on social media. Like, I I just so lazy. I just want to listen to that old Superfly episode. Like, I know it was horrible, but I want to add it to the best of. Also, Scar, somebody finally won and hacked my shit. Single simulcast is no longer. Simulcast.com. Wow. It's no longer. I have no clue how they did it, but my shit is gone. First, they went in there and... uh, well, let's just say it's gone. There's no way to get it back. All of my all of my shows that I did on single simulcast from like 2009 to now are gone. But they're still in your RSS feed, right? 
Or no? No. They hacked that too? It's gone. Like, everything is gone. My, all my old stuff that I put on TalkShoe, when TalkShoe talk shoe crashed and I lost everything. That's heartbreaking shit, you know? I, I think I still have a lot of it on, like, an old computer. I mean, I still got the computer around here somewhere. Um, and at, the, and at one point, I did a thing where I put it in, like, iTunes and then just downloaded all of the episodes that were available. But I have no idea where that actually is right now. So there's that. So, yeah, if y'all want to donate to the show, it's patreon.com slash single simulcast. Donate to the fucking show. It's also... Uh, I'll come so, out there and slap the shit out y'all if you don't. You know what's funny about that? He said that and then literally broke into a grin. Like, Brandon cannot be mean for, like, more than three seconds. I could be mean. I could be mean. I'm just not serious. I can't be mean. Scar, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Why you gotta be all like that? Why Scar, I've known you for too long for you to try and pass that bullshit off as fact. I am not mean. I'm not a mean person. I don't know. I I can't be mean for long. How long is long to you, Scar? Because I can tell you what the career high witness by me was. Um, I don't know. Can I be? Can I be mean for very long? I mean, a couple hours maybe. Oh no, nigga! We talking days to weeks. Really. Yeah. I don't think so. That don't sound like Scar to me. Oh, no. Scar is definitely, we've all matured and grown a lot because Scar had moments. I've evolved. Yes. And it's a beautiful thing. (laughs) It's a beautiful thing. I'm all for evolution. I'm a better human than I used to be. I'm a better human than I used to be. Well, that's the goal. That's the goal. It is. But you were able to evolve at a time where it was okay to evolve i'll say that no i was forced to evolve like, yeah he was i stood on his back for evolution and so did his therapist yeah she keeps telling me now that i should probably do what she does she's like you she said the last couple of sessions i've had she's asked me she's like are you sure you have the right job you sure you don't want to do this for a living why the fuck do i want to listen to other sad people because i'm kind <laughs> of a, a i'm at this point i'm kind of a grief eater that's not healthy. I'm okay. It depends if you can separate it. If okay. you don't internalize it. Can you imagine trying to evolve from being a bad person to a good person? Yeah, me. In 2020 and yes. 2022? Yes, you me. Like you ain't never been a bad person. Shut the fuck up, Scar. So... This, okay, ain't gonna be too many more of these shut the fuck up scars. Really? My yeah. whole life for like three-fourths of our episodes was me getting on the dream team and getting told to shut the fuck up and horn myself. So you gonna take these. Also... Uh, nah, nah, this, ain't, this ain't the motherfucking dream team. And what's, what's not gonna happen today. What ain't gonna be today is you telling me to shut the fuck up. That's what ain't gonna be today. <laughs> not, not, for, not for too many more times. I feel you. So, Scar, so Scar, as a grief eater, this is how you're gonna be sounding. I couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. Oh, so you ain't playing, dog. I like that. That sounds like a song I know. It is a song you know. That's Pain from uh, Tupac on the Above the Rim soundtrack. Yeah. But it's also from, and I found this out by talking to a guy from 
on Storytellers, he loved Star Trek, and he was like, that's Captain Kirk and some other guy who's a, a grief eater. I couldn't help but notice your pain. My pain? It runs deep. Share it with me. They played this song like 50 times during that movie. That's why you know the song, because That's it's the only song it. to play in the background of Above <laughs> yeah. the Rim. <laughs> was, it, was, was it Above the Rim that had Hoochie's Need Love too? Uh, yes. Um, do you know that um, MC Light said that she was supposed to do that song? And she's like, why the fuck would I do that? <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> the only other song they played other than this song on the Above the Rim movie was, now do I love them hoes? Hell no. And why is that? Because you Snoop Doggy Dog. And you'll never get the fuck about a bitch. Because of you. Bitches ain't shit for hoes and tricks. tricks. <laughs> <laughs> Diggy Doggy Dog. I, that was my that was my favorite song on the whole shit, dog. I fuck with that shit hard. And you know, there's, this, there's this video, right? There's this video of Red and Meth outside a I don't know, they're outside a store or something like that. They're just sitting in the car, and someone is playing that song in the car, and they are rapping that whole fucking song. They love that shit. You know what? It's funny to me when I listen to rappers rap about their bitches and their hoes and all that, and then you see pictures of Ja Rule with his wife. What? What about it? No, because that was that was something that always hit me. Like Ja Rule would be rapping about how many bitches he had on his dick and how he's a player and how oh. he'd be cheating on his <laughs> wife. And then he'd take pictures with his wife looking like family guy. And it's just like nigga, really? Like really, really? I mean, but when it comes down to it, I mean, all of these dudes are family men. A lot of them have been with their... No, not all of them. A lot of these dudes are. You train no family man. He just got family. (laughs) He has has families. Where's future? Most of them are trash like like their raps. And then some of them use trash in their raps because that's what sells. But I think that second percentage is a lot smaller. I love the fact that I, in my mind, I can only picture that how every rapper has one thug love song, at least in the early 2000s, late 90s, every rapper had that one song. I just feel like that was their literal love song to their wife. Your eyes, your smile. Well, Ja Rule had like 50 of them (laughs) at at one point. He was killing all of them. And then 50 was like, this singing ass nigga, now watch me sing. Yeah, and and the worst part about it is like he was moving the culture forward because he was writing those songs. Oh, he really he was writing them. Mm-hmm. I wrote he, those, he he wrote most of those songs. Oh, um, I didn't know that. He, he wrote the whole song himself. Oh wow! And that's the reason why doing the um doing the versus battle, he played the Mary J. Blige one. Uh, he played Rainy Days, and they tried to cut him off. It was like that's Mary's joint. It's like no, nigga, I wrote the song. <laughs> oh yeah, I do remember that part. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know you wrote all those songs. So that's funny. Mm-hmm. And now there's no such thing as hip hop, and there's no such thing as R and B. It's like this blended thing now. Nope. Yep. I tried. I was trying to tell people. I was on the. I was on my man show um, the other day, and they were talking about um, R and B being dead. And I was just like, yeah, because New Jack Swing killed it. And it was just like, and everybody was kind of looking at me like. 
what do you mean New Jack Swing killed it? Yeah, because like remember when New Jack Swing hit and all of the fucking rappers were start started singing shit and all of the singers wanted to fucking rap? Like that's when this shit started to break apart. And now you mm-hmm. have you you have R and B artists, but they're most of them are not mainstream artists because like all of the sing all of the all of the rappers sing and all of the singers rap. Mm-hmm. It's all one thing now. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. I'm, I'm not going to be like, you know, old man on my porch screaming at it. But but the, the, only, the, the only person who did it like really, really well is like just saying his um, saying his raps in a way that made it still sound like singing was R. Kelly. He didn't rap. Um, He did a lot of like, I wish is a rap song. He just sang his lyrics. I feel like singing rapping is more like uh like Drake. Um no. I think I think if you if you're really going to like how um the 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 melody got incorporated in the, into rap, um you you have to go to the person who perfected it first. And the person who perfected it first was Nelly. Oh yeah, Nelly. Yeah, Nelly, that's true. Nelly that did do that. That's true. I didn't even consider that, but now that I think about it, he was definitely a singer. Yeah, M- Eminem, Eminem credited um, Nelly with like being because usually, like he said, he said the way that he approached music was him rapping over top of the beat. But Nelly was a part of the music when he rapped, and that's how Eminem said that that influenced him to kind of. Uh, tailor his music to uh, tailor his raps to be a part of the music instead of him just rapping over a beat. Mm, we... You can find me and it's I can see that. Okay. Before we start, though, I will say this. It's a funny thing that I do is that every once in a while I'll drive like in a white neighborhood or like every like once a... in a while you're in Texas, nigga. It's, what do y'all understand? It's more black people here than in your city. You live around more white people than me. <laughs> But I live close to the white people in my, in my neighborhood, and sometimes <laughs> I'll drive to like the nice shopping center, like the Whole Foods shopping center, or you know the really nice area, and and just to fuck with people, I'll roll my windows down and I'll play Tip Drill by Nelly really loud in the white neighborhood, just to see the look on like people's faces when they walk by and hear the song. Okay, so let me tell you what my my experience with that is. I um I was leaving the mall one day, heard a call from the other way. But no, um Hey man, you remember me from school? <laughs> hey, so, hey, so, man, you no, that was on that uh Saturday Entertainment clip that I that I shared last show. But um but I was playing, I had the windows down because I had no AC, it was the summer. I had no AC and I was playing really loud a song by Trailville called Who I Is. Man, this white family pulled up to me, and they all, all look, look, the parents, the kids, there was a fucking grandparent involved. Like, they all looked at me like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yo, I say, do find who I is and, and, and play that when you're in your white neighborhood. Let's see what happens. <laughs> I don't even want this called who I is. <laughs> It was, it sound it sounded like it was it sounded like a um three six mafia song. I think I think they might have been a part of it. they might be a part of but it. But the thing with Tetra is the white people start to listen because the beat sounds so like energetic, like when it comes on. 
Like it sounds like super energetic. So they're like, oh, this is energy. Oh, it is a three six mafia song. I'm tripping. It is a three six mafia song, but it but it was on the Trillville album too. I think but yeah. Johnny's ready for us to start. He's like, oh no, no, no. I'm 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 lounging. Actually, I was going to say something. I completely forgot what it was at this juncture. Oh yeah, no, I got it. So, Scar, remember back <laughs> this is how horrible we were. Like, not me. I was great. The rest of y'all just need to catch the fuck up. Like, seriously, I was the best person any of y'all motherfuckers knew. And y'all just didn't want to acknowledge my greatness. But <laughs> That was a point in time where even Fonte was hating on niggas. Like, Fonte had a song on their first album, while him and rapper Big Pooh have a song on The Listening where they're making fun of Nelly. I came in on the minstrel show. I didn't listen to the listening very much. And it's not, I don't know who either of those people are. It's not available on anything. You can't find the listening anywhere. Um, but I came in on the minstrel show, actually. The listings available on Spotify, ladies and gentlemen. Scar just doesn't fuck with Spotify, so. Um, <laughs> but there's a. I never. I don't think I looked on YouTube Music. I look. I looked when it was Google Music. I looked and it wasn't there. But let me look at. Let me look at. I'm look. Yeah, look. Look it up. See if you can find. It. See if you look. But yeah, there's a point where he's like, "Man, it's okay." You remember? <laughs> How's the Mister Show? <laughs> Nah, man, I wouldn't think about that. I was thinking about how niggas literally be dying just on the stage. Oh, they, they me, do have it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Me and my wife got married yesterday. You can clap. It's okay. You can clap. You can clap. <laughs> what are y'all talking about? Comedians. <laughs> Wait, when, oh. com- when comedians say something and they don't get much of a, a response, and they go, "It's okay. You can clap." <laughs> but he does say that at the begin. Um, Chris Hardwick actually is like the introduces the, at the very beginning of the the. The album The Minstrel Show by Little Brother. And he says that while he's <laughs> at the beginning while he's introducing the album. It's okay, you can clap. It's okay, you can clap, you can clap. Okay, here it is. Hold on. And then we'll go ahead and get started, Brandon, because I know you're ready, Brandon. You are oh, I like this part. You speak in You Black Niggas Network. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Niggas, your peace, Javon. The sky beat purple. Looking the ass with a chest. 
what the man, man yo what hey the what the fuck you doing though i can't read this shit the fuck this shit don't make sense yo. nigga that ain't the way we pra- man you been kicking that shit all goddamn night though I man mean, it don't make sense right now though that know? shit man that shit sound bad man i mean your shit sound bad too nigga i mean i know but i'm saying but niggas man you know what niggas niggas want that hot shit nigga man niggas don't give a fuck about no lyrics no more niggas want the fuck yeah, word. We can make this shit hot. Kick the motherfucking hook. Just bring that hook back. Uh, Yo, uh, make uh, me hot. Uh, hey, Come on. Hot shit. If you um, <laughs> if you if you if you pay if you pay attention, um, you can clearly tell that Fonte is one of Drake's favorite rappers. I um, said that way way back when we were doing the hip hop roundtable, and everybody was like, "Nah, man, you fucking nah, man." Yeah, and um, they they actually had a song early in Drake's career. It's called "Think Good Thoughts." Um, and it's clear that that's where Drake got his got his rapping style from, especially early Drake. Oh yeah, um, for sure. It, it, I mean that the and when I I said that because uh, there's this uh, young dude that uh, listens to uh, '90s and early 2000s hip hop, um, and you know he's experiencing all of this stuff for the first time because he's a young dude, and he played a little brother song, and I said that. Fonte is the father of Drake style and people came for me in the comments, bro. Like, really? And I'm like, yo, like, are you not paying attention here? But yeah, I it's, said it's, that it's, years it's very... ago. Welcome to the family. No, no, no. I mean, it's it's been known and he said it because I listen to Quest Love Supreme, so that's come up that's come up before. Um he's he's one of the he's one of the hosts on Quest Love Supreme. Fonte is. Yes, I know. So, yeah, that that conversation has been had, and he said he's never really, you know, people have brought it to him over and over again, and he's never said anything about it. It's like, you know, he don't hate a nigga. Why should you hate a nigga for liking your style? Like, I don't get it. No, I mean, you you could you could hate a nigga for biting your style and then having a bigger is, is him is, is him sounding like this nigga because he, like Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant is so much like Michael Jordan in all of his mannerisms that it was like mm-hmm. eerie. Yes. Do we hate Kobe because he played like Michael Jordan? If, if if he played I say the difference between the the difference between that is if Kobe Bryant played on the East, that would be a problem. Okay. I, I think him, I think him 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 being based way out in LA kind of separate made a made a separation but like you know i know people was just like nah i can't fuck with that kobe nigga um because he's trying he's trying to be like mike and i know that that was the thing to be like mike but like you trying a little too hard dog and let's be honest kobe bryant is a good basketball is a great basketball player but he's basically a volume shooter he's he's alan iverson with height um, no, that's a little extreme. No, it's not. <laughs> he's a, right. That nigga would go nine for thirty six if you let him just cook. Yeah, yes, he's he's, he's a poor. But you gotta also remember, he's, you he's, know, if that if, time if, if Allen Iverson was six six, he would be Kobe Bryant. That time in the NBA, you didn't have people have going fifty forty ninety like that didn't exist in the nineties and the two. But I mean, in that time in the NBA, he did have Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> And the nigga was still pulling up like 36 times per game with Shaq in the post when Shaq was in his prime. Them first three years they were together when they got them championships. Kobe Bryant is a volume shooter. If you if you compare all of the greatest, yes. um, you compare all of the greatest shooting guards of all time. If you look at just the efficiencies, 
Dwayne Wade kicks Kobe Bryant's ass on efficiencies. Yeah, he's just he was just a volume shooter. I mean, he yeah. still averaged like five assists per game, like Jordan, maybe six. So, yeah, yeah. But Allen Iverson was a pretty much significantly worse shooter than Kobe, though. But Allen Iverson also <laughs> didn't have fuck all to pass to. Like Allen didn't have a choice. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Allen didn't have a choice, so he was with the Nuggets with Carmelo. Like that was the first time he had a nigga with him. I remember that NBA Street home court. No, he played where the they Jay had... Stackhouse when Stackhouse was still good. Did he while. though? Was Stackhouse ever a good shooter, or was Stackhouse was... a slasher? He did play a little bit with um, what's his name? Uh, Sacramento Fab Five, Chris, Chris Weber. Um, yeah, he played a little bit with Weber. He was right? a little washed by then, though. Yeah, I mean, the only person I can say that Allen Iverson could have played with that would have really benefited from Allen's skills would have been a nigga like Kyle Corver. Somebody who like just Alan sits Alan there and then pulls up. Didn't he play with like Allen Iverson? Yeah. He played, yeah, he, played he wouldn't have passed. And that's why that's why Carmelo was like, it's him or me. <laughs> it doesn't matter what team he was on. He wasn't fucking passing. Carmelo did the same thing to Allen Iverson that he did to Jeremy Lin. Yeah, <laughs> it's him or me. He ended Lin Sanity immediately. Right? When he Single-handedly. Came back, that shit was over. Over the whole insanity shit was done when he came back from his injury. It was that shit was done so. I was like, ain't no more this shit. That nigga stopped his run <laughs> like he was a defensive lineman who stacked the fucking line and shit. I can't really think of much more past that. Y'all ready? Let's go. product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services. And I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know derek sent you so i just want to say in this episode it was made very clear to me that donnie is the stupidest motherfucker in the history of the entire planet i I told you you get a little bit of the explanation (laughs) Of what actually really happened and how he became a monitor. But I'm going to say this. This episode proves why this is the greatest TV show that no one ever watched. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I I'm, I truly believe that Orphan Black is the greatest TV show that, like, people weren't talking about the shit. Like, you know what I mean? That I know a few people who actually watch the show, but not a lot. Um, and I kept trying to get people to watch the fucking show, and they wouldn't. And this you gotta shit put some respect on Donnie's name, okay? No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Put that nigga, 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 nigga. Why the fuck? Are you continuing with a sociology experiment from college after you already graduated? Because he's getting paid. Is he, though? He's getting paid. Did they say anything about him getting paid? They allude to it. No, they don't. They just said that I was approached <laughs> to do a project for sociology, my nigga. <laughs> like, where? <laughs> oh, Donnie. Oh. And I'm like, how does this nigga have a clip lift still and he's a fucking neolutionist? The nigga who got him in the program, he said he had a cleft lip. And it's like, shouldn't he have got that, you know, something done for that? These are good questions. I stand by them and I approve of their thoughts. So, yeah. Um, at the beginning of the episode, Vic and uh, Allison are in rehab, you know, putting together the name tags and shit like that. Allison starts off by kind of talking about how Ainsley lorded stuff over her and acted like she was so much better than her. Vic's listening and he's very perceptive because we know he's trying to get information. Allison, I guess, feels comfortable with Vic after being in there with him for maybe a week. Right? Maybe a week. And so she continues on in this conversation of comfort. That's what we're going to call this. A conversation of comfort that's been about a week. Seven whole days. (sighs) And she's telling him about how she fucked (laughs) Ainsley's husband. Vic does not look that, um, that thrilled to be getting this information. Right. And then Allison follows up and she's like, yeah, and I killed her. Yeah, no, he gives her he gives her the green light. He's like, you know, I've done a lot in my life and um it's no no judgments here. She <laughs> was like, Word, no judgments? Mm-hmm. I killed a bitch. And I don't feel badly about it. Like it feels so good to get that off my chest. And it's like, mm, okay, this how this how prison snitches get their information. They just sit back and listen and niggas be talking too much. Vic was like, oh, You're see, brave for sharing. Yeah. You're missing it. You see, Victor is urban. So because he's urban, he probably subscribes to, you know, the no snitching policy. So Allison was like, I've heard about no snitching. I saw Carmelo talking about it. Victor not going to say nothing. I've seen the long white T-shirts with no snitching on it. Yeah, so she knows. (laughs) That's what she knows. So she felt comfortable telling him because she knew he wasn't going to snitch. But she didn't know that... uh, he ain't about that life no more. He's he, evolved. He made he made her feel comfortable with it, and she let it go. But and then keep in mind, like she didn't, she didn't actually tell anybody else other than who she she told she may have, she may have told her told her clone sisters and Felix. Sestras. Yes, and brother Sester, and brother Sester. But that's all she told. <laughs> Yeah, Vic is like, I didn't even mean for this shit to happen. He just looks so 
so stunned. And he looked, I don't know if he looked more stunned then or when she gave him the gloves that she had been working on with the uh, the left glove missing the pinky. You know, he fucked up the game by leaving those gloves behind. Mm-hmm. He would have been perfectly fine if he didn't leave those gloves behind. Yeah, this whole episode had the um, deuce ex machina or people uh, finding out information they shouldn't have found out because the other person talked too fucking loud. Like, that happened three or two or three times this episode. You mean, you mean deus ex? Fuck you, nigga. You know how I get down. Like, fuck you, bro. Aren't you like, an English the- major, nigga? What's not going to happen, Scar, in the year of Beyonce 2022 is you continuing to word shame me. <laughs> word what we have when we're word shaming people is that somebody's read words and so they sounded it out in their head. Meanwhile, niggas like you who do audio books think you're better than people. You're not going to word shame me. I'm not going to be here for it. How'd you word say it again? Is, a thing. is How, word shaming a thing? It should be. How'd you say it again? Deus. Deus, Deus, Deus X. Fuck you, bro. See, I shouldn't say that either. But now I'm frustrated because you're <laughs> you're word shaming me. Now I, I I I love how you got the you got around saying shut the fuck up, Scar. <laughs> fuck you, bro. Oh man, I'm Deus X Machina. Yeah, that. Either way, folks knew what I was talking about. You just did that to humiliate me. I feel good about myself because I didn't feel humiliated. He was trying to enlighten you. <laughs> he said, "He said Deuce X like like niggas from the hood that played the video game." Niggas that's like, what we called it when I played the video game too. That's exactly what I used to call it was Deuce X. When my dad used to get the 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 beer when I was way younger and liked him. You you also a ninja gating nigga, huh? Yes. <laughs> Yes, I am. And Hot Shots, like like that 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 movie, the Charlie Sheen comedy where he was making fun of Top Gun. Mm-hmm. I I just thought it was maybe that's where it all started because they had Hot Shots part Deus. No, it's part two. So then, why is when I say it wrong? He said no. It was called part two. Yeah, D E U X. Do. Deuce. Do. Alright, we're gonna agree to disagree. I never get a chance to say that, that we're gonna agree to disagree when I know I'm fucking wrong. Like <laughs> people always say it to me. Like it felt good. I like it. I'm gonna use it. So Sarah and Miss Esther in the house from hell. With that Duncan. That shit was so nasty that they were dry heaving as they were opening up cabinets. And I His know that pain. There. That was Duncan's house. He a fucking hoarder. Oh. And so, yeah, he's like, I won't go until I find a red box, which is fucked up because this house is literally full of trash. And you ain't looking. You over here putting on chapstick and shit. But it gives Miss S and Sarah a chance to talk about uh, what they should do next. And Sarah's like, yo, we should just take this nigga and turn him into Dr. Leakey. I getting love, good with Sarah. I love how... Or getting good with Rachel, sorry. I love how he is playing possum this whole fucking time. Who is? He is, play, he is playing them. He is, he is definitely playing them. Yeah, he's like, yeah. acting like this. He's not really like this. 
Right. Because like the, the they go through all of this stuff looking for this box. And he finds the box and he's playing like, oh yeah, my stuff is in here and then all this other stuff, right? And he's playing playing everything cool. And like still playing, playing like he's dumb or like there's something wrong and all of this kind of stuff. And the moment it was like, let's go, he's like, all right, empty this box. Let me pull out this. All right, let's go. And he just and he is he is perfectly normal when it was time to go. And he pulled out those fucking files. He put he pulled out the old floppies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like young young people think that floppy disks are like the save icon. But um <laughs> someone said someone said they pulled out a floppy disk and someone said you 3D printed the save icon. Fucking <laughs> 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 like kids, man. But um, but yeah, he pulled those floppies out and and he was perfectly fine at that point. And the, I, that's why I think that he's playing them. He's playing all of this up. Yeah, I'm certain of it. But yep, uh, Sarah's like we should just divide and conquer. So, yeah, we go back to rehab, and Allison has the the mittens that uh, are the gloves that Vic left on the chair, and so she's like, oh, and she tries to walk him over to his room, and this nigga got the door open, talking to uh, DeAngelis about how he plans on telling her everything, but she need to drop all the charges by tomorrow, and Allison just happens to be right outside and hearing it. But also happens to be gone when he comes to look outside the door to see, did anybody hear me say that shit? Right. And then he closed the door. He didn't think to close the door. Right. Right. Um, We go to Cal and Kira, who are in the camper, and Cal's doing research on Dyad. And somehow he figured out the Dyad hacked his computer and is tracking him. So he calls Sarah, and he's like, they hacked my computer, and they're tracking me. He starts laying out all this stuff on the road. That's like techno geek shit. No, he didn't. He put it. He put his uh, laptop and he hooked it up to a car battery so it would stay on. Yeah, techno geek shit. It's not techno geek. geek. He hooked the shit up to a car battery. Can I? Can you hook your computer up to a car battery, sir? Fuck no. Then that's techno geek shit. If you can't do it, and I can't do it, and Brandon's brilliant ass can't do it, that's techno geek shit. Well, you didn't ask Brandon if he could. Brandon, can you hook your uh, computer up to a car battery? No. Brandon will say, okay, see? See, I thought he was going to say yes for a second. I got scared. So, after that scientific shit happens, we go back to Duncan's nasty ass house where Sarah found the red box and... um, Cal hits her up and tells her, hey, I'm being hacked, but uh, I threw them off the trail by, again, attaching the car battery. Is Sarah the smartest clone or the dumbest clone? Kasim is the smartest clone. Um, Sarah is the master chief of the clones. Allison, so here's the thing. Sarah, no, actually, I would say Rachel's the smartest clone. Mm. Oh, it's definitely casino. Yeah, no, I'm just saying, you know, from a from a just rich having better chances in life situation, I would have Rachel up there, probably second. Casino, I'll give Casima first because she's a literal genius. But <laughs> Rachel's got to be second. Like, there's no way that I'm calling Helena or Sarah smart in any way, shape, or form, unless we're talking about street smart. And no, Allison is just bougie. But if we ta- if we expand this outside of the clones, the second is Kira, right? Well, yes. 
Yeah, but Allison got a degree. She clearly went to college because that's how she met Donnie. So she's not she dumb. Went, she went for like, it was basically like uh, to be a masseuse. Yeah, what? She killed really? the game. Didn't they, didn't they say that? She, she said, said that she like, said, yeah, when he was in the basement. She went to, she went to, um, she went to school for like kinesiology or some shit like that. They said it was. Mm-hmm. It was like, I'm just like giving people massages or some shit. Uh, kinesiology is hard though. That's like a lot of people before they go to medical school major in that. Well, she so didn't maybe, do anything past that. She became a family. Uh, so maybe Allison's smart. Mm. She just on them pills. And drank. <laughs> on them pills and on that drinking. Somebody should give Allison uh, lean. See how she likes that. That, that. that seemed like that would be fun. What, to drink lean? No, to see Allison only. She already doing pills and drink. You might as well make it make it one thing. <laughs> Allison, Allison walk in the living room with Donnie with the double cup, nigga. <laughs> so this is gonna get my black card revoked. But is lean and scissor the same thing? Yes. Yes. Okay, that's what I thought. But not the scissor actual drink that they used to sell. You know that song, right, Brandon? Who's that? Cali music? No, that's 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 nigga. That's Big Mo. Yeah, that's purple. Purple stuff. Purple. Yeah, that's 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 Houston as fuck, bro. But that's different than. One of the best but, but, big man singers in hip hop history, right next to that nigga singing on Gangsta's Paradise. So what was the scissor? And both of them dead, ain't it? Yeah, they're both dead. Uh, one from the purple stuff. The scissor was um, codeine. It's no it's, the actual uh, drink that they used to sell in the liquor store. Scissor. Oh, they just called that. They just called it. That. They just okay. called it scissor. It was alcohol. The shit that they were selling in not the stores was codeine. It's promethazine with codeine and you mix it with Sprite and you throw a Jolly Rancher in that bitch. Mm-hmm. Codeine like Robitussin? Yes. That's what that's what that's what that's what the drink is. It's it's is is cough syrup and and Sprite and usually they throw something else in it like a, a Jolly Rancher or something but like that. But what is it? A downer? It's, it can't be an upper. It's a downer. It's a downer. It's a huge downer. You you know on Power, right? Where Tariq was drinking lean. I didn't get that far. <laughs> I could not get that far. Just wait. <laughs> I stopped after season two. That shit was too bad for me. I mean, I don't I don't understand how y'all didn't want to make it further through that show for nothing more than don't say y'all. Tasha think, and Lala's asses. If for nothing I, more. I finished, Tasha the, don't got I finished no the original. I finished the original one. Lala does. Tasha got titties. She got no ass. Tasha was perfect, in my opinion. She got I just, well. I, I didn't really. I didn't pay no attention to her ass on um on power. You seen it on uh on the on on Queens Queens. On Queens. She got yeah. She got a little something. The only problem is her, okay. 
So, she grew up. I'm, I'm gonna be real petty right now, but like the biggest problem is she ain't got no fucking edges. Like what she's wearing, in all of the show, like, <laughs> she's wearing wigs like a motherfucker because like you see her on on the last episode. On the last episode of Power, you see her and she ain't got no wig on, and you like, bitch, what happened to your edges? She went to UC No Edge. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, yeah, but Brandon, Lala and, and Tasha throughout that show were, they got us through the, like, at the beginning of, I feel like Power was the same as Spartacus, where at the beginning of the, the, the inception of the, the show itself, there was a lot of fucking and nothing more. And then as time went on, the fucking kind of tapered off. But that first season of Spartacus was nothing more than just Bacchanals. That's what Reese told me about Bridgerton. She said the first season of Bridgerton didn't show nothing. I watched the first season and it wasn't, they didn't show nothing. Spartacus, they showed everything. They didn't give a fuck. <laughs> my, my daughter so, told me the other day. Um, there was a bunch of people out. She said it was like 17 teachers out. Um, and so they had a sub and the sub was just playing music. She was playing music from Bridgerton. And and, and I was like, oh, she's just playing like, like old timey versions of songs that you know. And then she just kept texting me the songs. It was like, Molly Cyrus? Like, what the fuck is this? Like, you know, mm-hmm. my, my daughter just kept sending me text messages. She started playing all kinds of shit, like Rent and, and like, mm-hmm. like she was just playing music because like, I mean, I guess she had nothing you know, she had no lesson playing, so she was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna play some music. We gonna take time out to, uh, to really just give thanks to Lala. I understood now about how Kevin Garnett and and that whole Carmelo Anthony thing went down. Cause nah, nah. But see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about. Here's the thing about Lala. Whenever she was mad at that nigga, when she, whenever she was mad at Carmelo, check her Instagram, dog. I know it went straight to bikini <laughs> shots. Exactly. I'm thirst trapping. Yeah, and and like and like and like real real tight dresses. Mm-hmm. Whenever she was mad at that nigga, whenever he did something stupid, that just uh, that Instagram was litty, as the kids would say. <laughs> so, Miss um, S wants to know, yeah, where's Kira at? And Sarah's like, I don't know if I can trust you with that. But Miss S is like, yo, I, I'm responsible for both y'all niggas. So, who got her? Like, where's she at, for real? Uh, and then we see Kasima getting her stem cells implanted in her uterus. And I feel like that was a real, like, video of what happens when they do that kind of shit. And I was like, damn, okay. I feel like... Y'all ever have it where y'all were back in the day before cable was a big thing, where you just be flipping through and on, like, PBS, they be showing, like, a whole-ass surgery? Yeah, man, I seen this one. I was flipping through channels, and it wasn't like PBS, but I seen a fucking breast reduction. Mm-hmm. Dog, inside of there, it just looked like wet eggs. That's all it, that's all it looks it, like. It ain't, it ain't nothing but fat. It's fatty tissue. Yeah, it just looked like wet eggs. But, yeah, I saw one where um, this is before Dr. Pimple Popper and all that kind of shit. So I saw one where somebody was doing open heart. I saw one where somebody was getting a lung removed. Like, ugh. I don't know how I didn't end up being a doctor. Maybe I was traumatized from seeing that shit when I was like eight. I was almost a medical specialist for the Army. 
I was on delayed entry to be in the army and I decided at the last minute I didn't want to go. They decided my feet were too uh, flat. But while the while the stem cells are being implanted in her uterus, Delphine decides this is the best time to hold her hand and start kissing her. Like endless uh, melodies, unchained melodies going to be playing in the background. Her uterus to fix her from coughing up blood. Because the the disease is it, the, the cysts were in the uterus is what they found yeah. out from watching Jennifer. Yes, the oh, disease, that's where okay. the disease is, and that's why the rest of them can't have kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because gotcha. that's where the disease is, and then it, it eventually works its way up to affect their lungs. Yeah. So Allison called Felix in the middle of the night, and she's terrified the Vic is going to rat her out to DeAngelis, and that she'll go to prison for killing Ainsley. And Allison's like, I don't have the temperament to go to prison because if somebody tried to touch her in the shower, she going to cut a bitch. See, that's why I like Allison. Welcome to the club. It's uh, it's uh, this the same person who won't say shit. She says doo-doo. If somebody tries to touch me in the shower, I will cut a bitch. <sighs> Man. What's the perfect temperament for prison? But you know, whatever. Shout out to the MVP, because he, he's like, I'll be there. I'll be there in the morning. I got mm-hmm. you. Hey, I got you. I got you. Willis really, really cares about Allison. Yeah, yes. that's what I said. Like their their relationship is the most meaningful outside of like people's relationship with Sarah. But mm-hmm. like those those two, it's like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. And so Cal and Sarah meet up at the docks, and Cal wants to know what the story is with the drawing that uh, Kira made of all of these aunties and Sarah's like she's got an overactive imagination but Kira literally told him I could tell them all apart I know them that's that's Helena I know them all don't be confused I got your back and he's like okay if you say it's all overactive imagination with this girl who was smart enough to throw on the fucking gas mask when I was about to get arrested go for it Exactly. Want to come back to the camper with me? It's it's all water under the bridge. Don't worry. I trust you more than I trust this little girl who's literally shown that she's smarter than damn near all of us. Right? <laughs> she is an absolute. She's an absolute G. And uh, has spider sense. Like I swear she got a spidey sense because she was in there drawing and she was like somebody coming. She was literally like, "Yo, one time coming." And Cal was like, "Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! You're right. One time coming." And that's when the cop was outside the door. Like, how she time. know that shit? No, not that one time. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. You was in San Diego. You know what one time I'm talking about. One time. No. I mean, that's where I go when you say one time. No. That's where all the smart people go. One time. Come. That sounds like some Cali music, too. Yes. One time. Come. That's the Bay right there. LA. That's Compton. That's Compton. That's all in the bay. Whoever made that beat. Yeah, no, nah, that's uh, Compton. Whoever made that beat is from the bay, though. It's probably Mustard. <laughs> Mustard was on all the beats, ho. 
<laughs> so, I used to say I used to say butter when I didn't really know that they were saying mustard. I would say butter on that beat, ho. Like, and it still, I mean, it still fits. But, it still fits. As long as you got the right Hold cadence, on, you can say damn near anything. On the beat? Yes, yes, DJ Mustard. <laughs> yeah, that's his name. What? I had no idea that's what they were saying. <laughs> yeah, his name is Mustard, and it's Mustard on the beat, ho. That's hilarious. I did yeah. not know that. Now I yeah. learned something new. Yeah. I had no earthly idea that's what he was saying. And the, the one the one dude, uh, the one dude, uh, when he did, I watched this video of him, like, um making beats and his name is Jaleel Beats but the the clip of the little kid saying his name sounds like he's saying Jungle Beats so I yeah always I always wondered beats. about that one because it does sound like he's saying Jungle Beats holla at me especially <laughs> on um on a uh, uh, hot nigga Bobby Schmurda I like that song yeah is is his name is Jaleel Beats but it, but it sounds like Jungle Beats yeah everybody liked that song the cops loved it. Right, he out now. Took him a while. And he can't. He, and he, he can't. Can't make no music. Why? No, he he can't make no music that anybody cares about right now. Yeah, he can't. His his time He's the went. The only one that his, came out nobody cared about. His time came and went. He didn't snitch on nobody in in jail. <laughs> Now I can't hear it. Jalil yeah. Beats, watch, holla watch at me. Once someone says it, you can hear it now. Yeah. And it's kind of like it's kind of like the T Pain thing. The the T Pain thing threw me for a loop. You mean the uh, put your hands up and they and they say yeah? No. Um, I'ma buy you a drink. What comes after that? I got money in the bank. No, no, no. What? The, what's the, the background part? Ooh, feels like I'm gonna take you home with me. We we all said ooh we. It's actually and then. Wait, what? Wait, what? Hold on. Hold on. I got it. I got it. <laughs> I would not know that. So he said it because someone tweeted someone tweeted the some someone tweeted the lyrics to him on Twitter and he said, you know it's and then, right? The best time to talk with artists was during when COVID first hit. That was when you could get artists to tell you any fucking thing because they couldn't go out and perform and so they were talking to all their fans. That's what happened. It was, it was around the time when you know everybody was at home and shit like that. And you know, yeah, he said someone tweeted "ooh we," and he was like, you know, it's and then, right? And then I'm gonna take you <laughs> home with me. Yep. Holy shit! And it's it's also the um. There, there's another one that we um um the the what's the song the top billing you mean i am chilling scar is chilling what else can i say top mm-hmm. billing yeah there's a part on there's a part that we've been that we've been seeing wrong forever by the way he means him because i don't even know the words of the song 
So while he's looking, um, Paul reports back to Dr. Leakey and he tells him that the Prolethean took Helena and that Sarah didn't lead him to Duncan. <laughs> so Paul is now with uh, Team Mrs. S. And Dr. Leakey is like, you see this synthetic amniotic fluid that I made and artificial wounds? Like, I'm so nerdy. Okay, I found what I was looking for. Okay. You know, you know, and there, there's a part where he goes, uh, Giz is cutting up for the sucker's desk down with me. No. One of us is uh, that, that, but we always thought it was me. But it's actually, oh, I never thought twice about that fucking song. Yeah, I mean, come on, this song is a, this song is a classic, but it's actually, he, he breaks the word up. He's it because we always wonder why he said the suckers that are the suckers that's down with me. Why would you say suckers that's down with me? It's actually suckers that's down with me. The one of us is how I feel. He he breaks up the word neither. Oh, also, Brandon, top villain. Am I right on this one, Scar? Top villain is where Mary J. Blige got the real love beat. Yes. Okay. So, uh, Dr. Leakey tells Paul that he needs me with Dr. Marion Bowles, uh, which will happen. And back at the hoarder house, Duncan takes some discs from the red box and, like, floppies. Yeah, it, it had a false bottom on it. He just, and, like, right when it was time to go, like, all of a sudden, he's straight now. He takes out the false bottom and going by the business. Nah, nah, not just that. Not just that. That nigga, I want to see if I can find this before I say this. Um, that nigga, Duncan... Uh, got real lucid at the end of that shit. He got lucid like the way the mumbles got real lucid and was like, Big Boy did it. Over there. Behind the house. Hit him. No, but I thought, with the I rock. thought that was, I thought that was, um, they slowed it down. No. I'm, I'm almost certain that they slowed his, they slowed his speech. No, down. watch, I got it, I got it. Who set me up, huh? <laughs> so this is where they slow it down. Yeah, they actually slowed. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's take this and plan for Big Boy. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Uh, And then he says, Big Boy did it behind the the building over there. (laughs) He gets real, like, he said the real calmly. Big Boy killed him behind the house. I saw it. Okay, it's been a while since I've seen that, but I, it's I one of my favorites. So. I remember them slowing it. I remember them slowing it down. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Big Boy did it. Big Boy did it. I love that movie. I can't wait to talk about it. It's in one of the Brandon. Are we just ending the whole black exploitation month? Because you never sent me Black Belt Jones. Yeah, fuck it, end it. All right, cool. Suddenly, Brandon would like to leave your eye. <laughs> We'll pick it up next February. We'll we will. February. So uh, he pulls out these floppy disks and he's like, it contains the answer to everything. But nigga, it's 2014. Like, where the fuck you got a floppy disk drive at? There's, also, there's, if you put it in your pocket, the magnetic <laughs> and a lot of stuff you got is going to ruin that shit. 
Yeah, but you know, you know, they probably got a place where they store all of the old computer equipment and shit like that. They got one somewhere. Somewhere, somewhere out there. And don't, so, don't start singing. I'm not. Okay, I used to love that song. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at Dyad, uh, Kasima in the second overhearing of things you're not supposed to overhear. Overhears Delphine and Scott talking, and they're talking about the stem cell thing. Why are they still having this conversation? She already told him, don't fucking tell her nothing. Just Why not? Him. Why can't I tell her about the yeah. stem cells? He, like, I mean, he's, he turns into a total fucking white man at this point. He's just like, why can't I tell her? Because she, she should know. And blah, blah, blah. No, you can't fucking tell her this shit. Hey, welcome to the interview for the job here at Dyad. We only got one question. Nigga, do you got an inside voice? Exactly, and this and they having this shit in the in the fucking hallway where she could walk up at any point. They having a conversation in the hallway, and she pulls rank on this nigga. She's like, "I'm your boss, and I told you to shut the fuck up about this." Mm-hmm. And Delphine tells her, "We were set up by Leaky to find the stem cells, and I just kept going because the shit works." Like what? What do you want me to do? I'm saving my booze life. And when she when she when she was upset. During what she was saying, she sounded like three different clones at that point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know they all have the same voice, but she sounded like three different clones at that point. And so Delphine tearfully assures her that she got the cells from uh, one of Kira's baby teeth, and they need more because that shit ain't it's, it's finite, as uh, Delphine said. And Cassim was like, "Get out <laughs> for free! <laughs> Get out!" And so it's family day at rehab and Allison um, is getting ready uh, for her kids to come. And Vic walks into her room and finds Felix there um, along with Allison. And she, go, she goes to get him. Yeah. And Fee calls him a selfish manure bag of a man. <laughs> Vic comes clean and he's like, look, I'm trying to get things some bad things in my past out of my past and Look, if Vic you're just trying if, to become a better person if you know what's right you'll make the right decision twitter. and you'll do it too and he, he looks right at feet he ended up on clone twitter and got roasted mm-hmm. and then um felix is like he because i mean honestly vic could have walked out with that sick burn and just been good like you know what he's bad people you shouldn't be around him but felix is like you know what I don't like what you did back there, and Morse don't like it either. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, that's a Purple Rain quote. Um, but he's like, you know what? Sarah's okay. pissed, and Vic is like, Sarah's alive? That nigga said, I don't like what you did well, back there, and Morse didn't either. And Prince was like, I don't care. And Jerome was like, since it's obvious <laughs> that you don't have what it takes to be famous, we're sympathetic to your needs and throw some tickets at that nigga. <laughs> that nigga was that that nigga was raw. Bring, nigga bring was, your family, bring your girlfriend. That nigga, that nigga Jerome was raw. <sighs> We talk a lot about Morris Day, but Jerome is the one who chose to body slam that woman into the trash can. <laughs> like right. Morris just nodded his head to the side. <laughs> Do you know that the um that Prince's family would not let them perform with the name? 
They can't use. Yes. Day yeah, I saw Morse Day talking about it. Right. They can't be the time anymore. Right. Right. Because Prentice family's wild now. Now that he passed away, niggas that he probably didn't even fuck with like that are now getting money. Like they did a full remaster of the Sign of the Times and came out with like a eight disc uh, Spotify set. <laughs> yeah, so, that's fucked up. That's, yeah, that's it real is. fucked up. It is like that's all Morse Day has had his whole. It's not all that he's had, but that's synonymous with him. That's like me and single simulcast. He, I mean, he's had his little bit of acting career. He was on Out All Night. And all yeah, we ain't gonna stuff. talk about that. It's like it's like the Green Lantern movie. I've never seen it. Want to. You don't want to. Want to. So Dr. Leakey met with Marion, uh, who's a diet executive, and they're talking shit, and she's like, Hey, do you have like don't be touching me with stank hands? And he was like, What I do with my free time is up to me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and he tells her that Duncan's alive and they discuss what to do regarding Rachel. Who was this who he was talking to? Marion, the have executive and diet. You don't know her. You know that she's. You know that she's. She's a peer of his, but you don't yeah. know anything this about. This is our her. first time seeing her, right? Yes. Okay. But this ain't the last. It ain't the last at all. She's she's played up. she's played in a few things. She played in um, True Blood. She played in True Blood. She played in the, the Hunger Games. A couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something else that I'm forgetting about. Oh, she played in she played in that show Powers, that Sony show Powers. I really like that show. My favorite one season wonder show is probably still the Black Donnellys. Oh, mine is the Cape, yo. That as corny as that shit was, that shit was great. The Cape. That was an ABC show, wasn't it? Something or was like it that. NBC? It remember. came on right around the time of Heroes. Yes. Yeah, I remember that shit. Because that came out, and then uh, Just an Ordinary Family with uh, Vic uh, Chickless. Yeah, I like that show, too. Yeah, me time. too. Oh, oh, yeah, that um, this chick, she also played in Battlestar Galactica. She she was in, like, a few episodes. I don't know nothing about that shit. You never so, watched Battlestar Galactica? No, I'm, I'm not into Scientology. That shit was great. <laughs> it ain't got nothing to do with no damn Scientology. It has everything to do with Scientology. The nigga who wrote it was the head of Scientology. That's Battlefield Earth. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just agree to disagree. Word. Word. Self high five. <laughs> so, uh, Marion is like, yo, once Rachel finds out the truth about this whole thing, is she going to side with her dad or with us? And she's also like, yo, Sarah's an issue. Like, we got to do something. Um, Cal asked Sarah to run away with him to Reykjavik, mm-hmm. like to Iceland. Like, why the fuck would I do that? And Sarah's like, yeah, no. She's like, who has people in Iceland? No, nigga. Which is like, a which is a valid fucking question. It's a very valid question. Like, how you pull that name out of every place you could have ran to? Exactly, nigga. Was California out of the question? Shit's weird. Iceland's apparently nice, and they got that water, that like the hot springs water that you float in. You know why it's got a hot springs? Because it's cold. I don't care how nice it is. It's up there in the same area as. Is it parallel to Alaska on the map? 
I gotta look. Ice. But 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 the thing is, like you no, you sometimes you get confused because Iceland is green and Greenland is iced. Yeah, they did that shit on purpose <laughs> to fuck with niggas. Yep. Like real talk, that was just hateful. They didn't want folks to show up at this nice ass place, so they called it Iceland. And they called the other one Greenland, and it's a big ass fooled you. <laughs> okay, yeah, Iceland, so Iceland's pretty. That's where the northern lights are. Yeah, Iceland is parallel to Alaska. Nah, I'm good. And then Greenland is parallel to the Arctic Ocean. And I'm really cool. Either way it goes, it's cold. I don't do cold. I understand black folks who enjoy the cold. The Blue Lagoon. The creature from the Blue Lagoon? The Blue Lagoon is in Iceland. Hmm. I'll, I'll never know. You can tell me anything's in Iceland. I'm not verifying shit. Me neither. I ain't going nowhere else. I mean, I ain't visited a whole lot of places in this country. You need Why to come to Cali. Like, that's what I'm saying. I ain't going. I ain't been to a whole lot of places in this country. Why well, I want to go all the way around the world for shit? Right, yeah, especially in places where you don't know how they'll deal. Like, like I feel like if I go to Iceland, I'm gonna be the only black person there, and it's gonna be cool for the first three days. But then after that, I'm gonna be a target. You They're gonna be like, we gotta sacrifice you for when. Aquaman comes back out the river or out the <laughs> ocean. <laughs> you got to know the song from the, you got to know that song. Right. <laughs> All them women were like, "Ooh, he's urban." <laughs> you have a good ass time in Iceland. Yeah, you go. My favorite city out is Vancouver. How how you comparing Vancouver to Iceland, fam? Vancouver is similar. right above Washington. Vancouver and Iceland look very similar in how they're built, how they're laid out. It's a bigger city. The downtown part of Vancouver is a city. You do realize you're talking about a city and an entire country. Yeah, Iceland ain't that big. It's not. It looks like Florida to me. Like, as far as the size of it. Maybe California. No, no. Take Take your ass to Iceland. Fuck you. Nigga, it got ice in it. What do I look like? A white person some, with a complex trying to find my Norwegian roots? Get some experience in your life. Mm-mm, not unless Nisha uh, and I go on a cruise around the world. Ice, Iceland is about the same size as Kentucky. Okay. So it's hella it's small. So Sarah gets a call from Felix who tells her <laughs> that... Someone that, someone asked a question on Google. Is, is Texas or Iceland bigger? And it was like, Iceland is about seven times smaller than Texas. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Sarah got a call from Felix who said she needs to come and meet them at rehab. And she was like, no, no. They tried to get me to come to rehab. And I'm like, no, no, no. But then Allison told her straight out, yo, come clean up your doo-doo. And Sarah is seems like the type of person that would actually be the one to sing that song because she looks kind of like. Mm-hmm. And everybody got a decorated name tag at Family Day except for Donnie. <laughs> the nigga got a post-it, dog. I love the pettiness of it all. She was petty as fuck. Everybody got these nice ass name tags uh, and shit. And his shit is just a post-it. With- they passing out name tags like you go, Glenn Coco, <laughs> and none for Gretchen Wieners. <laughs> I don't know that reference. How the fuck you know the Fetch reference then? Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember much about that movie other than that. I love that movie. Only it's so it great. It's so Fetch. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. I, uh, honestly, as long as I've been doing it, it's happening. 
no one else is doing it with you. I don't care. So it's, it's really not happening. I don't care. Like a masturbator, I'm going to do me. So Felix brings Sarah in the back way and takes her to Vic. And Vic wants to atone for all the shitty behavior. He pulls out a paper. And he's like, I did this. He actually makes it into a poem that's like really fucking horrible and drops off with no real ending. And then he's like, all right, it's your turn. Which doesn't work when you're giving head and it doesn't work in apology situations. That's two times where, okay, it's your turn does not ever, will never, ever, ever, ever work. I ate your pussy for like 10 minutes. Now it's your turn. I didn't ask. The fuck out of my face. I'm reading a book like that right now for Ratchet Book Club. Where the dude got mad because he went down and she didn't want to reciprocate. So we had to go in the bathroom and jack off. Have you have you read any Zane books for Ratchet Book Club? Nah, not yet. Not yet. Apparently there's one where um a woman gets fucked in the movie theater with a hot dog. And I have reservations. There's also one where chick uh goes to the telly with a stripper and he passes out with his dick in her ass or something like that. It's th- Zane writes men horribly. Like, she cannot write a man to save her life. I mean, I've fallen asleep inside redacted, but it's, you know, it's nice. You wake up, you get right back to it. I ain't never fell asleep inside no pussy dog. Well, once you nut, you just stay there. You go to sleep. That's what happens when you're just, like, late... I don't know how many parent situations you've had where it's like you got to be quiet. So, you know, they just back it into you and let it touch. <laughs> touch. Touch. <laughs> and it's like two o'clock in the morning, you know. Fall asleep, wake back up, get right back to it. But yeah, he was like, now you apologize. And nah, man, fuck you. Um, Allison got reunited with the kids, Gemma and Oscar. I still don't know who the fuck would name their kid Oscar, but you know, whatever. And she, Donnie's like, what about me? And she gives him a look like. What about me? What about Raven? That's what she said. Right. Like, the fuck? You got, you're the reason why I'm here, nigga. And Vic still wants Sarah back, but Sarah's not at all interested. And in the midst of trying to win her back, Vic passes the fuck out and face plants in the Allison's craft table. They won't give her crack, but they'll give her glitter. <laughs> um, and so Felix admits that he spiked Vic's tea with uh, the shit that they use in Metal Gear Solid when you're sniping at people. No, it's, it's actually, um, it's basically, it's a roofie. Um, I'm looking at uh, looking at the tree. But it's called diazepam, isn't it? Ben, benzodiazepine or whatever it's called but it's uh it's in the class of drugs with Valium, Xanax and Rohypnol. But that's not what the that's not what they used what snipers used to use to calm down their nerves. Like I could have swore that in Metal Gear Solid Part 1 maybe maybe they used a smaller amount. But yeah. Like, if you, it's in the class of drugs with fucking Rohypnol which is the roofie drug. The roofie, yeah. So back at Dyad, Miss um, S shows up to meet with Dr. Leakey because, you know, she still has a key card. Um, and she tells him, I have all of Duncan's research and I'm willing to trade it and Duncan for Kira's freedom. She's like, because Sarah's old. She could take care of herself. 
<laughs> but Kara's my baby, and she deserves better, and Leaky's like all considerate. And meanwhile, Sarah and uh, Felix are dragging Vic onto the bed, and he's covered with glitter and feathers and all that other shit. And Miss S calls Sarah at that point in time and tells her that Rachel doesn't know that Leaky killed her mother. And they're like, you know what? That's a Funk Master Flex type bomb to drop on that motherfucker. That's how we're going to blow this whole thing up. We can use this. Right? Miss S is dope as fuck. I don't care what nobody say. I love um, how she walks in the office and was like, if you're, if you're as good as your research as you think you are, I don't have to introduce myself. Mm-hmm. Allow I'll, me to introduce myself. I was just about to say it. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Guess, nigga. You should know me. Guess. Right? <laughs> she shows up on tracks like y'all know who it is <laughs> no, she walk up in that motherfucker like oh na 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 bow who am I <laughs> I got that on one of my Spotify soundtracks I, I playlist I actually like that song in certain situations sometimes you gotta get that good seem seema pass me the keys to my beamer but uh, Yvonne, the uh, rehab counselor, knocks on the door at the rehab and tells Allison that she needs to come out and participate in family day. So Sarah has a slap on that same ass headband and pretend to be Allison, which brings us back to some of our favorite parts, which is a clone pretending to be another clone. And she's all pretending to be Allison and Allison finds Felix and Vic. She, and, she puts the accent on real fast. Mm-hmm. I told you she's the master chief of the clones. Mm-hmm. Um, if you know if you know anything about the the Spartans, uh, Master Chief is like he could he could do everything. Like there's Spartans that mastered in certain things. Like some are fast, some are good snipers, some are you know this, that, and the other. But he's the one that's kind of good at everything. That's why when you said when when you asked earlier, was she the smartest? No, she's just the one that's just good at everything. I can see that she's the um said nigga's name. Not not Mad Murdoch or Face. The fuck was the nigga's name on the A team? Hannibal. She's the Hannibal of the group. Hannibal never did nothing else except sit back and be like, I love when a plan comes together. No. Nope. Fine, niggas. Fine, I'm so <laughs> The hey, that shit used to be my shit because Mr. T, just wait. Like, the first movie we're going to do out the gate is going to be Rocky 3. I'm just warning you right now. We're talking about my nigga Clubber Lang. That nigga was the truth. I can't wait. We might talk about that shit on Sunday. I don't even need a moment to talk about fucking Clubber Lang. Oh, wait. Sunday is uh, Easter. We might talk about that shit on Saturday. Clubber Lang is everything that you want in a villain. In a exactly. He's in Black Movie Hall of Fame to me. Yeah, Clubber Lane. Not not Mr. T, Clubber Lane. No, yeah, yeah. No, not Mr. T, not at all. Because that nigga did DC Cab shortly before, and it was not official. But him as Clubber Lane, that nigga could have been a wrestler. He could have been a boxer. He could have been a, a street thug with that and whatever. I would have been right there just looking at him like, say more. Yeah, he was a wrestler like like Zeus. <laughs> Remember Zeus? <laughs> Don't give that nigga no statue. Give him guts. <laughs> right? 
Hey, yo, hey, what you call it? Uh, Ghostface took his whole thing and made a Blaze, rap song about it. That's Blaze made a hell of a fucking beat out of that mm-hmm. shit. Though. I'm the champ. Oh my god. Oh, you I'm come back for another away. beating? You should have never come back. <laughs> <laughs> he put his whole voice into that. You should have never come back. <laughs> and Mr. T is such a nice man. Like, and, and, but like when he went there. It was like, yo, dog. He was so menacing. Like, that shit was... And he just talked so much shit about dudes. So much shit. And backed all that shit up. And then turned to his wife and was like, hey, woman. (laughs) Right? I'm done with you. Hey, woman. Hey, woman. (laughs) I bet you lay in bed wondering what I feel like, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) That nigga Clever Lane was the absolute truth, man. (laughs) Oh, man. What's your prediction for this fight? My prediction? Yes, your prediction. Pain. (laughs) 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 Oh, Brandon, you don't sound happy about this shit. Clever Lang is like invincible in my book. Right. He he never lost. Mm -mm. Mm-mm. 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 Whew. And I can't wait because apparently Creed 3 is going to be about Clever Lane's son. And that's what Jonathan Major is training for. i never seen the other ones. I got them both on Voodoo. I know at one point they were on uh, Amazon. Brandon's reading lines from Rocky 3. I'm definitely not. I'm looking at um, landmarks in Vancouver. Nigga. Ew, it ain't the Grizzlies. So, um... Angie is waiting outside of the rehab center for Vic to show up, but you know he's passed out. Victor V. You know, you know when they were getting ready to do the Grizzlies and the Raptors, we almost ended up with the Raptors, right? Yes. Virginia almost ended up with the Raptors. Yes, and I know y'all would have been the shooters or the squires. I bet they would have tried to bring the squires back for y'all. Nah, because the squires was ABA, like they, yeah, it was already established. Like they wouldn't have done that, especially because the squires played out at the Hampton Coliseum. Um, mm-hmm. The this was going to be in Virginia Beach. Oh, okay. Then it probably would have been like the windsurfers. No, actually, they were going to be the rhinos, and we were like rhinos. The rhinos, but it was this. It was the same. The same colors. Playoffs. Yeah, it was, and it was the same colors. It was like, why wouldn't it be something about the fucking ocean that you're right beside? Yeah, um, but um, the windsurfers. Yeah. At least they weren't calling them the spooks. They were going to be the they were going to be the rhinos, and they had the same red and purple color scheme and everything. And then it went to. Went to Toronto. So y'all could have had Vince Carter staying there. That would have been incredible. Yep. So um, the counselor tells Sarah that she has to make the opening remarks in front of everybody, and Sarah's like, "What up? We dopies. We 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 junkies, druggies, drunks. What up, dog?" Start to sound like the nigga from uh, Tombstone. You got the dopers, <laughs> the winos, all the dregs. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that might be on our list too, Brandon. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. I, I mean, I know it's on the list, but just shit talking movies where you want to just fast forward to where they talking shit. Nigga, when that nigga said, I'm your huckleberry. Like, nah, man. When that nigga said, pull that smoke wagon to see what happened and smoke the, slap the shit out that boy. Slap nah. fire out his face. And then it was like, what you gonna nah. do? The, the casualness 
in which he said, I'm your Huckleberry. When you realize that nigga won't play him. Oh, yeah. It was, it was no like, fear. Oh. He was like, <laughs> he's like, he looking for a nigga. I'm your Huckleberry. Huckleberry. That's just my type of game. <laughs> <laughs> but the same way that nigga pulled up when uh, after he got slapped around and he came back out with a shotgun. And he, why Johnny Tyler? Where are you going with that shotgun? That nigga's whole life changed. Doc, I didn't know you was out. <laughs> I'm fixing to end me a fella. <laughs> oh, you're with him? Oh, yeah, you can go now. I forgot you was here. Ah, <laughs> oh, I love shit talking movies. So, in addition to uh, Donnie being there and Oscar and Gemma being there, Sarah Stubbs is there too. Just happy as fuck. Always. Right? Like, who's happy if Family Day at a rehab but Sarah Stubbs? She's like... See her homie. But Sarah was like, yeah, we're pill heads and booze hounds and we up in this bitch. And Anne stormed into the rehab looking for Vic while Allison and Felix are dragging Vic's body all over the rehab to hide him. And then we get to the point where Sarah has to do a um, role-playing exercise with Donnie. And Donnie immediately puts the hand to the chest like he's doing the Pledge of Allegiance and turns into Allison. Like, he was pretty fucking good portraying Allison. Yeah, he he was actually pretty good at being her. You're right. And Sarah watches through a window as Allison and Felix carted uh, Vic's body up and down the stairs. Meanwhile, she had to pretend she's Allison, pretend to be Donnie, and the shit got mixed up. She was like, who am I? Pretending to be <laughs> now, and her whole voice changed. She was like, "You need to be nice to her." And he was, "What are we doing here? What are, What are we doing?" The other great movie, Brandon, that might be on the list is Adam's Family Values, where she's like, "I'll be the victim," and Wednesday was like, "All your life." <laughs> <laughs> that was a chick from um, Buffy. Yep. Oh, for real? Um, what's her name? She played in Buffy. She was the the, the chick in the high school, but the. the 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 mean girl in high school. Oh, you mean the movie? No, in in the TV show. In the TV show? Yeah. Huh. Brent, the, are you the, still looking at Vancouver shit? No. Listen. Oh, okay. Have you ever seen Adam's Family Values? No. Oh, it's so good. It's it's not good, but Wednesday in that movie is just like fucking sinister. She just be dropping bombs on niggas. Man. Whew. All the time. I've seen the Adams Family. No, that one's not even the good one. The second one is the banger. Because that's where Christina Ricci was just like, you know what? Fuck it. This is my movie now. Christina Ricci went went super saiyan on that shit, dog. Mm-hmm. Um, Harmony. Harmony and Buffy. Okay. I remember she, her. Yeah, she's that's the, that's the chicken Adams Family. Okay. Yeah, so now we got a list of four, Brandon. Uh, Rocky... Three, Tombstone. These theme movies. This ain't no theme. The theme is people talking shit. People talking shit. Oh, okay. Rocky Three, Tombstone. That's a reach. Uh, Adam's Family Value. Which one? A reach. No, that's a reach for a theme. Um. But I'll allow it. I can see that. I can. I can see that. We still okay, and then Rocky Four because Ivan Drago, if he dies, he dies. I'll allow it. I, I appreciate it. So, 
Um, Sarah, who is getting more and more confused about this whole um, role-playing thing, she says the best Allison line she could possibly muster, which is, I have to tinkle. And just yep. dips out. Yep, 100%. And Felix and Allison narrowly avoid uh, D'Angelis and text her from Vic's phone to go back outside. Nah, nigga, when they hit his hand on the fucking... <laughs> Woo! <laughs> I, I was like, yo... I would, I mean, because it didn't seem like no stunt double for that bitch. <laughs> right? He handled that one with grace to the face. It didn't seem like no stunt double. He hit that thing for real. It must have been a pad. Vic's like shit. Yeah, and he's not even that bad. Well, from what we know from the show. Like, I don't know who he was and what he'd done before the show. But, like, from the show, he's not that bad. He's just kind of a doofus. He is a doofus. So Sarah uh, meets Allison and Felix back in Allison's room, and they're both like, seriously, what the fuck, man? And just when everything seems sorted out, Donnie walks in and is shocked to see Sarah. And Allison's like, cut the act, but the way that Donnie looks, you can tell that he is not fucking acting. He's shocked. (laughs) And turns out this motherfucker was completely in the dark about the whole clone conspiracy. I felt bad for Donnie. Why? Because he thought he was doing something good and it ended up being some fuck shit that fucked up his whole family. I still say that you should be asking questions when this experiment goes on for like 20 years. And also, she's right. How didn't you see niggas coming up in the house and probing me and shit? Exactly. Unless, unless Who who opened the door? It wasn't me opening the door. They probably did the, you know, you know the. But no, if they put gas in the room, yeah, no, with gas masks. Yeah, no, but it's still the the numbers ain't numbering, you know. Like with Paul and Kevin, Kevin was like, "Yeah, we bought this house. That's why we got a key to this motherfucker." Did they buy the house that Donnie and Allison were in? No, Donnie got bread. Does Donnie have his job because of them? That's the question, right? There's that's a question that's going to get answered. Yes. So the staff finds Vic. I'm I'm almost certain that it does get answered. The staff finds Vic passed out behind the reception desk and they assume he fell off the wagon. And D'Angelis looks all disappointed and shit. And Miss S brings Paul and Rachel to meet Duncan. And Rachel reunites with her father. And while that's going on, Rachel comes face to face with the horrifying truth about Dr. Leakey, uh, which is that he killed her mother. And Paul and Miss S discuss their next moves. Back at rehab, Donnie tells Allison that he had no idea about the clones. He thought he was doing a long-term social metric study that he was recruited for in college. College was a long fucking time ago. That's why he said long-term. You ain't. I'm not ruining a marriage for sociology classes, homie. Allison screams at him that he destroyed their lives with all the spying and lying, and he's so dumb he doesn't even know why. And Sarah and Felix leave, and Allison leaves. No, they did, no, 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 no. Right after that, that look on Donnie's face, mm-hmm. like, like I've seen that look in my real life that I've been lied to. I've been had. Yeah, that that face, I seen that shit happen in my real life. And that 
that's a day I'll never forget. Where's the Joker? Where's the Joker at? You know, Batman's going to be on um, HBO tomorrow. Yes, it is. I can finally watch without falling asleep because I went to see it the first time at like 10 o'clock at night. So Rachel met Dr. Leakey in his office and was like, my dad said hi. My daddy home. You ain't my real daddy. And Dr. Leakey tells her, think carefully and don't do anything rash. But Rachel's like, you know what? And Dr. Leakey's like, I'm going to just be real with you. Your folks was setting science back decades. And I had to intervene by murdering your mama. No, he said when they go when they tried to run off with you, I had to intervene. Mm-hmm. When they go low, I go high. When they go low, I go to hell. And then the bitch tells him the coldest shit ever. Right. Go, go now. Don't get in your car. Don't go home. You might survive. <laughs> because Marion, she called Marion and and Marion was like, yo, go you got to go ahead to just kill that motherfucker. And he's like, I thought we just had a joke about the smell of my hands. Right. And that's when she was like, yo, don't pass go. Don't collect 200 bucks. Just get the fuck out of my face and you might. I got to do this because you raised me. <laughs> if anybody in here don't want to get murdered. Get the, the fuck out. <laughs> that might be on the list. If you don't get the fuck out of my face, Blue, there's going to be trouble. Trouble, trouble, trouble. I'm having trouble hearing you. The fuck? So Leaky kissed her on the forehead. She heard you. you. Not if you have headphones on. So Leaky kisses her on the forehead like he's her actual dad and dips out. Uh, Sarah's at the docks when she gets a call from Kasima. And Kasima's like, yo, I hate to ask you for this, but I need more Akira stem cells. I need more of that cortisone shit, doc. No, no, no. Another thing that you're missing with the cold shit that she said to him is it's foolish to spare you, but you raise me. N- nurture prevails. <laughs> and saw that nigga out. You know what I mean? So Leaky raised Rachel. After he killed her mama. Well, at least he raised her. And, and and presumably her dad. That's a fair trade off. Look, she's rich now. Is she though? Sarah's ambivalent, but Kira overhears the conversation about the teeth and pulls her loose tooth out. So Sarah's like, I I can't get you too deep into this cow. We gotta go. And, and so and her and Kira dip know, out. You know how Kira is so intuitive about this because let's be honest, they were outside of the fucking camper. Mm-hmm. Spidey sense. She still heard every word. But also they don't have an inside voice. We already established that truth meanwhile and i mean how big how thick are the walls on a fucking camper yeah but that one looks like that one looks like the one that's on the back of a truck but they was at the docks like there's sounds of water all kinds of shit out there and she still heard that shit loud and clear and knew Mm -hmm. exactly what the fuck to do Mm -hmm. leaky's on the street trying to catch a cab and a car pulls up and it's donnie and Donnie pulled a gun on him and demanded that he gets in the car. <laughs> no, this nigga, this nigga looks at Donnie. He was like, man, nigga, it's Donnie. Nigga, it's Donnie. <laughs> he pulls out a gun. He was like, word, Donnie, you, you got a gun. You going to shoot me, nigga? Like, <laughs> nigga, nigga, you fucking snot boogie. What the fuck? Yeah. He, he snot boogies the fuck out of Donnie, yo. So, it was like when, um, when The Rock was the Hollywood Rock. <laughs> 
and, and uh, Stone Cold was waiting in his truck, and he came out in his truck. And then came out the truck, instead of a Stone Cold, it was the Hurricane. And The Rock was like, oh, it's just a Hamburglar. What the hell are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> hamburglar. Nah, he's, he, treated, he treated Donnie like we used to treat The Rock when he was rocking my beer. <laughs> oh, grinning ass Rock. <laughs> when he had the little fucking shit <laughs> around his shoulders with the tassels and shit. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. That's what they started doing to Rocky Sucks. And then that's how he took that and became The Rock because of Rocky Sucks, because of his Rocky Mavia person personality. There's no way in this day and age that the Hurricane would ever do a uh, would ever be in a feud with The Rock. I, don't, I still don't understand how the Hurricane got over. He was funny, but dude, he was as skinny as the one two three kid. Like there was no way that should have happened. But The Stand Rock was back. so fun. It's a hurricane coming through. Ain't that what it said? Something like that. Brandon. That's correct. So, see, I, I used I used to watch wrestling. I said, like I said, I I stopped watching pretty much towards the end of the Attitude Era. So Leaky's like, you ruined my marriage, <laughs> or Donnie tells Leaky, uh, you ruined my marriage, and Leaky's like, dude, you ain't shit. No, he's when like, it's I all can't... said and done, you ain't nothing but a footnote. And then he said, you ruined my marriage. He said, I gave you your wife. You ain't nothing but a a footnote in science, dog. Like, yo, a footnote in science. Like, do you know how many footnotes there are? And Leaky tells him that he wouldn't even have Allison if he weren't for him. And he also calls Donnie a fucking turnip and tells him to go home. I don't know where the fuck that went to. And And then Donnie goes full Pulp Fiction. Donnie's like, I don't want to participate anymore. And he slams his hand on the steering wheel in frustration. He said, I quit. Well, the gun was still in his hand. The gun fired. And he took Leaky's top off. Right? Donnie is gangster. His shit shit exploded like when you get a sniper headshot in Gears of War. Mm -hmm. Where you see that nigga's skull fall out. (laughs) And all of a sudden, him and... Allison got a lot more in common than they did before he got in the car with Leaky. Got a lot more in Carmen. <laughs> Get it more in Carmen. <laughs> uh, what's your what's what's your strategy for this fight, Clubber? I don't need no strategy. Balboa's so predictable and stupid. <laughs> All he does is go straight ahead. Hall of Fame. And it's the truth. Like, yo, Rocky is not a great boxer. <laughs> not at all. He eats so much in a fight. He, j- I mean, he just really be like, really just taking a whole bunch of shots. He is just a, a rockhead ass nigga because like, he eats so much in every fight. Mm-hmm. Balboa is so predictable and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he said that shit on the on the news, my nigga. <laughs> oh, Brandon, you got anything coming up? Nope. Scar, you got anything coming up? Um, not new, just uh, Scarcasm still doing Spring Frame. Um, keep, keeping the guests coming in all month. Uh, and, you know, go check out, just check out the show. Scarcasm, gang gang. <sighs> this guy is a bulldozer with a wrecking ball attached. He'll leave a ring around your eye. And you know that Jeff Blazer. He's an animal. 
It is? <laughs> That's just voice? You ain't been hungry since Supreme Clientele. <laughs> you wanted to be a fighter. You wanted to be a killer. You wanted to be the champ. You ain't hungry. Matter of fact, I don't want you in my gym no more. Get out of my ring. Bruh, just the, blaze. The best part of that movie is um, when Rocky goes back to Mick. I, I don't want to spoil, but that that nigga, the movie came out in '83. All right, fine. When Mick dies and this nigga is crying and he is crying, he's going. <laughs> that nigga, that nigga is like, I just got my ass whooped, <laughs> and I go back. <laughs> Why the fuck did they just leave Nick's body in the fucking locker room? Like, you just came back from losing the championship in humiliating fashion, and here's your dead uh, manager. They just left him there. Why is nobody, like, why is nobody there to pick up the body or nothing? Like, it's just (laughs) Mick dead ass in there by himself. Hey, they didn't even tell him. They were just, like, going there and cool off. No! They left him in in his locker room for him to find. Nigga can't even open his eye up all the way. His shit is swollen shut. All I want to do is take a shower. Right? Oh, man. There's dead nigga juice all around here. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, the voicemail number is 916-633-1537. Uh, the email address is return to oswald at gmail.com. Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B L K. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm Rashani. And the show is RTO Podcasts. You can donate to the show uh, on patreon.com slash single simulcast. You can also donate to the show at buymeacoffee.com slash sscast. And you can go to the Good Pods app where you can donate. There's a tip jar there. You can leave a review for uh, the show on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. Uh, you can also leave a review on the Good Pods uh, app. Copy and paste that in the Podchaser. And copy and paste that into the Apple Podcast, Apple Podcast app. I think that's about it. Thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Y'all be good. We're going to holler at you later. Peace.
The theme music for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on Makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H.com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast. Don't know by now that you slipped. 